you are so much better than that and you have so much more to offer the world than just waiting to be called on. It is earned through being in those moments and saying, "Mm -mm, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm on this bigger path. I'm on this bigger mission to find my voice and build my confidence and have a bigger impact in my company. It is so worth it to push past your own edges and to feel the inner satisfaction of doing something that you know was really challenging for you. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a career and leadership coach for working women. And I'm excited for today's episode. I'm talking about surprise, surprise, speaking up in meetings. And actually, as I was outlining my plan for this episode, I was making a list of like all of the types of ideas that you might have in your head that keep you from speaking up in meetings. And the list got so long that I decided to constrain today's episode and just talk about two types of ideas, two types of, let's call them like mindset blocks that will keep you quiet in meetings. And they're so dangerous and sneaky because not only are they going to keep you quiet in meetings, but they're going to have you thinking that you're doing the correct thing by keeping quiet in meetings and that keeping quiet in meetings is a good idea. Our brains are so sneaky, so sneaky. And this is why, like, this is why this work is so important because so often when we are afraid, when you are afraid, right, when you're afraid of something, when it's scary, when it involves risk, when it involves the possibility of rejection, your brain never says, like, oh, don't do that. It's scary. No, 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 no. Your brain comes up with excuses and really clever, clever, clever reasons why you shouldn't speak up, why you shouldn't apply for the job, why you shouldn't switch jobs. I see these clever, sneaky rationalizations and excuses so often with women who are wanting a new role or a new job, and their brains create the most tantalizing, seductive, compelling reasons why they should stay in their current job, even when it's not a fit for them and it's not what they want. And the same thing happens in meetings. Your brain will do the same thing in meetings where it will tell you that it's actually not a good idea for you to speak up in the meeting. And I am here to help you debunk some of that so that you can begin to share your voice and share your ideas with the people around you. And the reason this is so important and the reason it's so important for you to begin sharing your ideas more, to begin being more vocal in meetings is because, first of all, you will feel more engaged and empowered and confident. One of the fastest paths to confidence is action. 
There are so many ways to get to confidence. You can do it through feeling things. You can do it through mindset work. But like the like the fast like sort of like uh, what like what word am I thinking of? Just kind of like the I just want to get there fast and I'm willing for it to be messy and I'm willing to like jump in the mud and get a little dirty like the fast. Oh, quick and dirty. (laughs) The fastest, quickest and dirtiest way to build confidence is action. But of course, that's never the thing that our brains want us to do because our brains are scared of us taking a risk, right? But the fastest way to build confidence is action. So if you want to know my best kept secret for you of like how to start feeling more confident in your voice or really fix any confidence problem that you're having professionally is just start doing the thing before you feel confident. Your confidence is going to come from all of the cycles of doing it. It is one of the fastest ways to build confidence. So when you speak up and when you use your voice in a meeting, you build your confidence. And also, this is very, very important. Meetings are like a stage where you are seen and where a huge part of your professional reputation gets developed. And the way that I like to think of this and the way that you should think of this too is that you can only get so well known if you never have a powerful voice in meeting. So you can only get so well known just by doing amazing, amazing quality work because as you elevate in a company or in an organization, you have to lead and leadership is much more about visibility and confidence and having a voice and making decisions and leading other people than it is just about executing good work all of the time, right? And I really break down that distinction in episode 104 when I talk about the difference between execution and having a voice. There are different skills. And as you advance, it is more and more important for you to have a voice. And one of the ways that I often like to think about this, I'm a little scared to share this because I don't want to offend anyone. But one of the ways that I think about like the importance of speaking up in meetings and the importance of having a voice is I always think about like Hollywood and films and movies And who becomes more famous? Is it like the director who created the, like the director is the kind of creative genius behind so much of a film? Is it the director that gets remembered? Or is it the actors and actresses? It's always the performers. It's always the actors and actresses that we remember from these films. We we never remember as much the people behind the camera, which is really unfortunate because the director and the cast and the crew, they work so hard. Like being on a set of a film is really hard work, both for the actors and for everyone behind the camera. But just as humans, when you think about who do we remember, we remember the people we saw in the movie. And meetings are kind of like a movie and the work that you do behind the scenes is like that behind the camera stuff. And so the the things that you say in meetings can sometimes have a bigger impact on your career than the work that you do. And of course, often the way that you share the work that you do is in meetings, right? So having a voice in meetings is so important for your visibility. It shows people how you think. It helps develop your professional reputation. And most important, when you have a voice in meetings and you're speaking up and you're contributing your ideas, you begin to have more fun and you begin to feel more confident. And as you have more fun and as you feel more confident, you want to speak up more and you enter what I like to call the glorious upward spiral, where you are feeling confident and taking action, and the action is helping to build your confidence. And as a result, 
you're taking more action, and suddenly your job starts to feel more fun, less daunting, less stressful, and you really start to get noticed by the people around you. That is what we want for you. Okay, so now let's talk about what gets in the way of that happening. And I am taking you back now into the world of mindset. Now, I used to think about mindset as like this really glorious thing where you would like find some magical thoughts to think and you would think these magical mindset thoughts and all of a sudden you would become so powerful and so unstoppable. And while that's not entirely untrue and while it is important and I see this more as a leadership skill to be able to harness feelings inside you that drive you to do and achieve something greater. Like while I do think it's really important to tap into thoughts and feelings inside that really help you push past your limits and show up with confidence and have a powerful voice. While all of that is super, super, super key and super important, there is sort of like the less glamorous shadow side of mindset work, which is looking at all like the weird shady, strange things that your brain does that all human brains do. This is not just you, by the way. This is all of us. We all deal with this in some way, shape, or form. But it's about recognizing the very strange ways in which your brain keeps you small and safe. And one of the ways that your brain loves to keep you from doing something that feels risky or scary is, like I said earlier, to deliver you reasons that feel very real and very true and justify you not taking a risk and not speaking up in meetings. And now here's here's the problem. Like if you if you are like living under this narrative that like, oh, it's actually not a good idea for me to speak up in this meeting, you will never be incentivized to push past your fear because you're thinking that you're making the right decision. And so what I want to show you in this episode and what I want to help you take apart in this episode is any potential ideas that you might have about why keeping quiet is a good idea and why it's the better, more responsible thing to do. It's not. It never is. But I'm going to drill down on some reasons why your brain might be telling you that it is so that you can get onto your brain and not let your mind drag you down and keep you quiet with some of these thoughts that might feel true to you but aren't true. So the first thing that your brain might do to keep you quiet in meetings, and this is really, really important, and oh my gosh, this was so present to me. So if this is something you are experiencing, I have been there, I relate to this so much, and this felt so real to me, and it took me a really long time to like break past this belief and like to test this assumption. Your brain might be telling you that there's some characteristic about this particular meeting that means that you are actually not, quote unquote, supposed to be talking. This can sound like your brain saying things to you like, this isn't my meeting. This is someone else's meeting. I will be asked if I'm, quote unquote, supposed to contribute something in this meeting. 
I'm not sure if I was invited to this meeting just to listen passively or if I'm here because I'm supposed to be contributing. This meeting is related to someone else's project, so therefore it is not appropriate for me to jump into the conversation. All of these thoughts are all on the common theme of like, it's not my meeting, I'm just like a person on the sidelines. Therefore, I shouldn't jump in. Now, here's here's the problem with this, and this thought pattern is so dangerous and so not useful and like so ridiculous. The problem with this is there's literally no rule. Like there are there are no secret rules out there about whether you quote unquote should or shouldn't be speaking in a meeting. Like there, <laughs> it's almost like your brain thinks there's like an encyclopedia. And if it finds the encyclopedia of meeting rules, it can like look up in chapter seven under chapter seven, like for this type of meeting, should I be speaking or not? So your brain thinks that there's this invisible like list of rules or this encyclopedia out there that's going to tell you that. And literally, that doesn't exist. And as long as you stay in that thought pattern of thinking there's like some rule book out there that you don't know about and that you want to abide by, you are always going to get stuck in staying quiet because you are going to be afraid of quote unquote doing the wrong thing. There are no secret rules. And if your brain is super like, hooked into this idea that there are, that there's something you don't know, or maybe you shouldn't be participating, you should find out. You should ask, why am I in this meeting? Do you need me in this meeting? Why am I being invited to this meeting? And you don't even have to ask other people if you don't want to. Just ask yourself, why were you invited to this meeting? Why are you sitting in on this meeting, right? So there are no rules. And here's one thing that I really want to emphasize for you with this. There are two types of people And I really want you to start becoming and to learn to be the second type of person. The first type of person is always looking for the rules. They're always looking for, am I supposed to be talking? Am I saying, quote unquote, the right thing? Am I doing what I'm, quote unquote, supposed to be doing? That's the first type of person. The second type of person doesn't care about the rules, knows that there isn't an encyclopedia out there, there isn't any secret set of rules, and is looking to make their own rules. So that person, rather than thinking, am I supposed to talk in this meeting? Is there some rule about whether I should talk or I shouldn't? That person goes inward and makes their own freaking rules. And they're like, hmm, what do I think? Do I want to be talking in this meeting? Do I think that I should be talking in this meeting? And why? And it's a subtle distinction. But the first person is always assuming that there's answers outside of themselves and is always at the mercy of like waiting for permission, needing permission, wanting permission before they speak, whereas the second person doesn't care about permission. They're learning how to give it to themselves. They're learning how to trust their own judgment. They're learning that they are the leader, that they are the one whose perspectives and ideas matter, and that they don't have to wait for the outside world to give them a signal that it's their turn, that they're ready, that it's the right time, that it's the right place. They just go. And if you want to have any sort of like larger scale professional success, you have to learn to exercise that muscle. And notice when your mind is wanting to like have a set of rules and wanting to know like black, is it black and white? Like tell me, should I or shouldn't I be speaking in this meeting? You want to notice whenever your brain is doing that, And you literally want to put a stop to it and ask yourself, what do I think? What is my true perspective on this? 
And the other thing that I want to share with you in terms of like, it's not my meeting and or like, is it my meeting? Like, should I be talking in this meeting? I don't know, is I want you to think about it this way. I want you to imagine that you are in a movie theater watching a movie and all of a sudden you notice there's a fire happening and you yell fire. Now, you didn't stop and you didn't think like, well, this isn't my movie theater. Like, this isn't my real estate. This isn't my movie. Like, you didn't stop and think about that. You just yelled fire. Why did you yell fire? You yelled fire because very quickly you realize that there's information that the people in the theater need to know that you decided was very, very important. And this is a concept called urgency. Urgency is the level of importance that we attribute to something. And urgency and importance is what you should be using to decide whether you share ideas in a meeting. So just like when you're sitting in a movie theater, you would never use the criteria of like, is this my movie theater or not to yell fire, right? The criteria you'd use is you'd look and you'd be like, do, is there a fire? Like, do I think that there's a fire there, right? So you're not thinking about like the forum or the movie theater. You're thinking about the fire and the thing that's really important. And I want you to make the same pivot in meetings. Rather than focusing on like the forum and the people, I want you to focus on what's important. Is the thing that you want to share important? Do the people around you need to know it? Would someone benefit from hearing it? And I want you to apply a very loose criteria to this question because your brain's going to really want to overthink that and be like, well, I don't know, like, Maybe it's important, but maybe it's not important. Like maybe everyone already knows it. No, 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 no. We're not going down that rabbit hole, right? You're just going to, you're going to put on your leadership pants. <laughs> I was going to say hat, then I said pants. You're going to put on your leadership pants and you're going to ask yourself, okay, if I avoid the overthinking, if I shut down all the drama in my mind and I put on the leadership pants, this is so, I don't know where I came up with that idea, but if I put on the leadership pants and I just say like, is this possibly important? If the answer is yes, then you share it. It's never about whose meeting it is. It's never about like your, like whether you're quote unquote supposed to talk in the meeting. It is about whether the thing that you are sharing is going to move things forward or not. And this is really, really important because as you are becoming a leader, you need to learn to get out of the weeds of like getting stuck in like, the overthinking of the details, like the overthinking of like the meeting forum and the person and like should you and shouldn't you, like all of that stuff is keeping your mind far, far away from the bigger picture of what's being worked on. And the bigger picture of what's being worked on is what you want to focus on because that's where you can have impact and that's where you can actually change things in a significant way. And you know, you never hear like a powerful leader like talking about like, how they've been successful in their career. Like you would never hear them say something like, oh, well, like I was always like really careful about like whether it was my meeting or not. And then like whenever I had an idea, like I spent a really long time deciding if I should share. No, 
No, no, no, no. All you're going to hear them talking about is the vision of what they were trying to achieve and accomplish because that's what leaders are focused on. And that's what you need to be focused on. You need to be focused on the outcome and the vision and not the forum of the meeting and not all of the details. Now, that doesn't mean that your brain isn't going to want to focus on the meeting and whether it's your meeting and the idea and whether it's the right idea, your brain's going to want to go towards all of those things. And it is your job to notice that and redirect your brain. Okay, maybe instead of leadership pants, I'm going to do leadership brain. I like that a lot better. But redirect your brain and use your leadership brain to get out of the weeds of all of that stuff and ask yourself, is this information important for the people around me? Okay. So that was like the first big theme that I wanted to talk about, which was like, you know, your brain saying like that you shouldn't contribute because it's not your quote unquote meeting. The second thing that I wanted to cover is this idea and these thoughts that your mind might have about the other people in the meeting and the people who are around you in the meeting. And a really common one is that they have more seniority than you, they know more than you, they have more expertise than you. So this might make you want to not share your ideas, want to discount your ideas, discount yourself, because how could you possibly have anything valuable to share if the other people in this room are so much smarter or so much more knowledgeable or so much more experienced? Okay. So here's the first thing that I want to share with you, (laughs) and this is a tad controversial, but I'm going to share it anyway because it's true. Um, While the leaders around you have more experience, they're not always smarter than you. And I say this as a leader where you like a lot of the people who have reported to me in my prior life in corporate were smarter than me. So I'm not even like dissing other leaders. What I'm saying is like people have various skills on a team and the person running the team isn't always the smartest person. The person with the most experience isn't always the smartest. I mean, look around your workplace to see not so smart people getting promoted, right? And I'm not saying that like I'm not smart, whatever. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is like, People don't lead and get promoted be always because like they're the smartest. It's it's because like they're effective leaders because they get noticed. And also there are often people in the more junior ranks of an organization who are smarter than the people in the more senior ranks. Like that is a thing that happens. And I really don't want you to discount yourself by assuming that you aren't as smart as the leaders around you because one of your like most potent superpowers that you are not even aware of is probably the fact that you're probably smarter than a lot of the leaders around you. You just haven't found your voice yet. You just haven't found comfort and confidence in your voice and in yourself. And as a result, you're not bringing that genius out into the surface, but there's a very very good chance that your intellectual depth is greater than people who may have more experience and may have more seniority than you. Shocking. I know, crazy idea. But I would really, really love for you to entertain the possibility that I might be right and that that might be true. Now, that's the first thing that I want to tell you. Of course, if your brain 
works anything like mine does, the next thing it's going to say is like, oh, okay, fine. But like, maybe I am smarter than them. Maybe. But I definitely don't have more experience than them. Like, there are other people in the room with more experience. Like, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't I be deferring to them and keeping my ideas to myself? <laughs> and the answer to that is no. There are so many reasons why. So many reasons. I'm going to give you two really, really big ones. The first one is that no matter how much experience someone has, they will never be able to escape their own perspective. It's sort of like if you're wearing rose-colored glasses, then everything in the world will look pink. And if you're wearing blue glasses, everything will look blue. And we can't see what glasses we're wearing. And you are wearing a different color, a different lens of glasses than the people around you. That's why you're there. That's why you're in the room. That's why you're in your role. Because of the perspective that you have, it's different and it can never be replicated by the people around you. And what's fascinating and really interesting is that often people who have less experience bring a more valuable perspective because the people who have been there forever and have all the experience and blah, 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 they kind of become dinosaurs. They become prehistoric. They get stuck in their ways. They get old and rickety and dusty. And when you are the person who has less experience, your ideas are new and fresh and innovative. It is like the experienced leaders are like AOL.com and AOL Instant Messenger, and you are like Instagram or G Suite, right? Like you're the newer thing. And so having less experience, you're not only like connected to like what is like more relevant in the world often, but also you're going to see things they don't see because they have done the same thing so many times over and over and over that they are stuck in one pattern of thinking that they cannot see outside of. Whereas you being newer and having a fresher perspective are going to see things that they don't see. Now, of course, this requires an enormous amount of courage, which brings me to the second reason why it is so important for you to share your ideas even when you're not the most experienced person in the room. And that is because you need to learn to not rely on title, authority, and seniority to give yourself permission to have a perspective and to have a voice. There are two ways to lead, two ways to build power and authority and confidence. You can lean completely on your title and on like your the actual power you have in an organization because of your title, or you can build power and confidence just by being powerful and confident and not needing a title. And that is actually the definition of leadership. Leadership doesn't need a title. Leadership knows it's good, right? And you want to start practicing that now. You want to get your mind into the habit now of knowing that your perspectives are valuable, even when you don't have the title. Because here's the truth. If you're always waiting for the title or the permission or like the stamp of approval to share your idea or do the thing, 
you're never going to perform at your maximum point because you're going to have more in you, more in your mind, more in your potential that you're not accessing because you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't do that or I shouldn't be sharing that until I have the quote unquote title. But it's the people that move towards that edge and share the idea and do the thing and put forth the suggestion before it's officially asked of them. Those are the people that get noticed and that stand out because they're bringing something more to the table. So if you're always just waiting for the title or waiting to be the most experienced or waiting to get called on, it's going to be really hard for you to excel and stand out. And the thing about this, too, is that you already have the ideas coming to you. Like if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you know that you have things you want to share and you're not sharing them. If you had nothing to share, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because you wouldn't you wouldn't think there's a problem in speaking up because you don't have anything to share. But if you're listening to this, it's because you do have things to share. And so it's like you're wasting them. They're getting wasted. They're not getting heard. And I really want you to think about that for a minute. One suggestion in one meeting can change the course of a project. It can change the course of a company. I've seen this happen and it can change the course of your career. You can contribute one thing and develop an entire professional reputation based on the aftermath of the one thing that you pointed out and suggested. And that is how these things work. And It's not going to be every idea, right? It's like you're going to share a hundred things and then one of them is going to be like a big home run. Not that the others are bad, right? But it's like it's that one in a hundred idea that like really pushes things forward and helps people see things in a new way. And if if you don't start sharing now, you're never going to get to that hundredth idea, right? Like you need to start getting your voice in the rink now so that you can get there and you can get to that point where you are the person who is coming up with the next big thing, who is pointing out why something needs to change, right? That will change the impact that you have in your organization and it will change the trajectory of your career. But it requires you to be brave and it requires you to take risks. You have to be willing to do that, right? So the way that I want you to think about confidence and being a powerful leader is it's earned. It's earned. It's not given to you. It's. I mean, look, like, I don't know if there's some pill that you can take to all of a sudden like feel amazing, let me know. But the way that I work and in my world and what I do, feeling confident, feeling powerful is earned through bravery. It is earned through being in the moments where your mind is saying, don't share it. When when your mind is saying, like, don't speak up, don't share the idea. It is earned through being in those moments and saying, "Mm -mm, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm on this bigger path. I'm on this bigger mission to find my voice and build my confidence and have a bigger impact in my company. You have to show up and you have to do the work in those moments to reap the benefits. And listen, there's a lot of people that want to feel amazing and confident and aren't ready for that and aren't ready to feel the discomfort and aren't ready to take the risk. And like, that's okay. You don't have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. But if you're wanting to, and if you're ready for that, and if you want to go into that growth edge, and if you want to really start behaving like a leader, and wearing the leader pants and thinking with the leader brain, then you do have to do that. That is part of the journey. That is part of the growth. But it is the most rewarding thing. 
It is so worth it to push past your own edges and to feel the inner satisfaction of doing something that you know was really challenging for you. And the beautiful thing is that you do it enough times and it stops being challenging and now you have something bigger that you're going for. And that is the growth cycle and it is so much fun. And not only is it so much fun, it will get you so noticed professionally and it will yield so much professional success for you. So to wrap this up, it doesn't matter if it's your meeting or someone else's meeting. Don't think about whether it's your meeting. Think about whether the thing that you have is valuable to share and don't overthink that. Make a decision and then share what you have to share. And second, don't assume that just because you're more junior, it means that you're not as smart or you know less or your perspective isn't valuable. And both of these things that I shared in this episode have a theme of waiting for permission and me telling you not to wait for permission and your brain thinking it's the responsible thing to do to wait for permission it's not and i know so often like in a corporate environment trust me i've been i've been in it i was in it for a very long time i know that there's a part of you that doesn't want to break the rules and you want to do things well and you don't want to step on anyone's toes and i totally 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 get that but let me tell you something that is really really important about that You could spend your entire career avoiding risk and avoiding stepping on people's toes, and you will not get as far as you will get if you just do the thing, say the thing, take the risk, and occasionally step on someone's toes. If you haven't stepped on anyone's toes, I would tell you that you're actually not being bold enough. You will make such big leaps from taking those risks that the times where you accidentally make a misstep they're not going to matter because you're going to have leapt so far ahead because of those risks. And if you're freaking out and you're like, OMG, Jessica, the thought of stepping on someone's toes is giving me hives. I get it. I've been there. And also, it's something that you have to do. You have to be willing to take risks. You have to be willing to go outside of your comfort zone if you want to fully develop into a leader. So that is my takeaway for you today. I hope that this episode helped you and I would love to hear from you. So please reach out to me if you have questions about this. If this resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. If you want me to help you with this personally and if you want to accelerate the process of using your voice and get into this leadership mindset at a faster pace and you want my help with that, I will link below. You can reach out to me for one-on-one coaching. And I think that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was a really fun one for me to record. Let me know how it landed for you and like let me know if this was helpful. I really want to help you change your way of thinking. So I don't want to just say like do this thing in the meeting. Although those tips and tricks are helpful and like I'm happy to share all the ones that I know with you. The most helpful sustainable change comes from changing your perspective, changing your whole operating system versus like changing something superficial on the outside. And that's really where I want you to go is to change your operating system so that you approach every situation powerfully like a leader rather than passively waiting for permission because you are so much better than that and you have so much more to offer the world than just waiting to be called on. All right, that's all for today. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Catch you next week and talk soon. All right, bye.